Are we just going to start recording the shit talk like, like uh, right now? Yeah, if uh, anyone's catching up on us, we were shit talking our friends Thomas yeah. and Ryan and only saying lovely things, Dan. Yeah. You said their shit talk, but we didn't say one bad thing about one person. I said that Thomas looks too good. I think that's a problem. <laughs> I think every time I see him, I, I get a, I get a little too hot. Yeah. But, oh, what a diss. That's that's still very nice. Yeah. He's, um, no, they're all good people because I, I guess because we're catching up. I haven't seen you in a minute. It's been I a, know. Maybe about a year, right? I feel like it's been about a year, maybe two. Jeez, you think it's been two years? Jesus. I think so. Well, I remember one time we got drinks and I took you home after. I remember that with a bunch of ex-people from, should we even like mention where we worked? Because I don't know if, we, if it's against the rules. We can talk about whatever. Yeah, I actually tell people to not support uh, Cinespia, where we used to work. I tell people all the time, like, yeah, you don't want to go there. Like, <laughs> I mean, t- to be fair, you can't support them right now, even if you wanted to. No, and that's good. It's called, uh, uh, you know, it's funny because we're all suffering. We can't go out. I can't go get a drink, but I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. And you figure out how some people's livelihoods depend on it. Yeah. So, well, you <laughs> yeah, know. That's true. A lot of people's livelihoods depend on it. Although they were an event. I mean, we've talked briefly about it. I don't know if I've talked directly about it. I've never spearheaded it. Uh-huh. But Cinespia is a company that shows movies in the cemetery. Yeah, of the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which mm-hmm. I remember the owner. I don't know if this counts as like a, what do you call it when you talk about somebody and like it's against the law because you might be trash talking. Liable. Liable. Thank you. I'm not smart. And I remember one time. The owners are German, right? I'm not going to go that far. I think the owners are German, and one time, one of the owners in the cemetery came into the into the camper we used to use as like our break room. Yeah, and I think he was high on something, and I just remember him. He kept using the word. I think it was Vajayj. <laughs> I and remember this. Do you remember that? Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, the Vajayj," as Oprah Winfrey would say, and I was like, "All right, dude. Like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> shit about that." And I remember I could not shake the word JJ from my head for like a month. Well, you know what's weird about that? Because we had the little motorhome where all the crew would hang out. Yeah. Anytime an outsider showed up, whoever showed up got immediately weird with us. Nobody ever walked in. It was just cool and casual when they sat down in the motorhome. Yeah, it, everybody was probably high or drunk or something. They were too high or drunk to be out with the people. That's exactly it. Yeah, I mean... Well, by or the end old. of the night, I also was drunk, and then several people were awfully, like, pretty high. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. You I were was... one of the teetotalers, right? You didn't drink. No. Yeah, uh, dude. Let that be known for the people listening. And I actually, and I'm, uh, as somebody, I was very, it's funny, because I was, like, drunk at the end of every single event, and I still remember mm-hmm. most nights, and um, other guy who we didn't talk about yet, who I really love, and I hope he's doing well, is Chris Nichols. Remember Chris Nichols? I'll never forget Chris Nichols my whole life. I actually, remember how every time we would drive him home, he would point at the bar that he would drink at, the bowling alley? Oh, yeah. I stopped by the bowling alley, like, out maybe six months ago. Uh-huh. I was driving past it, and I pulled over just to see if he was there. Was he there? He wasn't, and I was disappointed, because I was like, how cool would it be if I just pulled over and got a drink with Chris Nichols right now? So I went to that bowling alley maybe about six months ago, or maybe a little bit more, and I remember Fat Tire. You can get like a huge bottle of Fat Tire for five bucks, and the bartenders kind of just let us do whatever they wanted, because we ended up playing with their karaoke machine, because their karaoke guy called out, and they were like, Brilliant. figure it out. And I was like, all right. So we jumped on the karaoke machine. We played around with it. That's legal? I, <laughs> I guess with me. <laughs> Dude, so, I would never in a million years be like, these people seem friendly. I bet they can sing. You know? <laughs> like That's you know, a large leap. 
well, it's supposed to be karaoke night. It's every Saturday there, and then it just like the guy called out for some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. Then I would. I would have totally done that. It's a that fucked scenario. up. It's a weird bar too. Like it's real like rinky dink inside, but it's cool. Did I ever tell you that once I was doing an open mic and someone decided they wanted to do karaoke and the bartender told us they had to in between comics? <laughs> so you heard someone sing like Carry On My Wayward Son, right? Where you're like prepping for your next set? I'm trying to remember which song it is. I think it was um I think it was Boston. I think it was like more than a feeling. But it Whoa. was like definitely those songs are paired forever anyways. Yeah. And now you're like, great. Of course, this is what we're gonna do. We're all gonna wait for this person to sing the song. Yeah. And they put it on the jukebox, and then we because ha- we had the speakers up, and that person yeah. was like a regular at that place, and they're like, "Yep, here we go." Was and it in the valley? Did. It was in the valley. Yeah, the valley is where all the weird bars are. It was Corbin Bowl. Okay, I haven't been there. I used I... to host a show out of there, and once every five or six weeks, uh-huh. one of the comics would be like, "Hey, there was a porn that was shot here, and they fucked right there." <laughs> and yeah, sure enough, like somebody eventually sent me the link where so- they're like. Check it out. And I'm like, oh, they did fuck right there. So there was actually, it's something um, was brought to my attention later on. Uh, and I think by somebody from Amoeba, if I remember. But that there's a website that's like, you know, this is going to sound nasty, but fetishizes like black dudes fucking white women. And they used to f- uh, film literally behind uh, where Cinespia was. So the street that, because hmm. Cinespia actually connects to uh, Paramount Studios. Yeah. So it's funny to think that at Paramount Studios were like high budget, crazy big films are being filmed. Uh, on the other side is a uh, low budget porno being shot like in a warehouse. And I forgot the name of the website. And But apparently there was like several pornos that they would film that would be shot literally outside where the cemetery was where like the guy would be picking up the chick and then taking him taking her back home. Oh my god. Yeah. To think that we're close to greatness and we never participated. He <laughs> <laughs> could have jumped in. To think that we're across the wall from where they filmed The Godfather and you called that other thing greatness. <laughs> well, you know, like <laughs> I you know, every I, episode I of Star it. Trek is shot on Paramount Studios. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 that makes sense. It was Desi Lu. Yeah. Um, so they also shot the movies there and Next Generation were shot there. Uh-huh. To me, that's just the Star Trek thing. And other things happen to be filmed there, like Happy Days yeah. and Cheers. Happy Days is filmed there. Yeah, huh. Happy Days, Cheers, Frasier. Yeah. Uh, do you work with people that are in your age group or are they younger? I know I that's a weird question, but... Mostly younger. So a lot of the people I work with are like, especially the people who work under me, because like, you know, I'm like, got the title of manager in my title but i just became oh, a manager dude did you manager congratulations fist bump. thank fist bump. you yeah uh what's your manager title i'm a bookings manager awesome yeah. Booking manager apparently does exactly what i was doing anyways but uh-huh. makes twice as much awesome congratulations yeah, i have deserve- nobody under me there's no reason um i'm av technical manager and they fucking cut my pay until the end of the year because of court like budget oh. cuts I'm so, sorry to hear that. Here, no. Let me give you 20 bucks. No, 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 no. Trust me. No, please. I, oh, I'm going to put it down my G-string and, and <laughs> save it for later. Um, no, no, no. Well, the story I was going to bring up was um, I feel like everybody I work with is like, I hate to use the phrase, but like Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And the other day I, I referenced Happy Days and nobody knew what I was talking about. What? Yeah, because I was talking about the It's part. a top five sitcom of all time. And well, I grew up watching all these fucking sitcoms. Like I was just like. I don't know about you, but my family had a tendency of just like keeping the TV on. So yeah. even if I like we're cooking, the TV's not on. Like we were not even paying attention; it was just on. 
And I don't think I sincerely watched one episode of Frasier. I think every episode was on in the background. Yeah. Ex- and then when I grew up, people were like, oh, I love Frasier. I'm like, wait, people just watch that <laughs> because they wanted to? I no, just I- thought people watched it because it was after, it was between friends or whatever. Yeah. And so I used to watch like Happy Days a lot. Yeah. And I was remembering a thing of the Fonz where he'd go like, hey, Mr. Cunningham, I love, love, love. Remember he would have yeah. trouble saying I love you and it was like a mm-hmm. reoccurring gag and I met, I referenced something like I love and everybody was like what are you talking about? And then the other one I mentioned, I guess And they're like it's more like life goes on. Well here's another one too where I remember one time we accomplished something at work good and I went Booyakasha and nobody knew what I was talking about. They're like, What? <laughs> they all looked at me. And I was like, Did you guys never watch the Ollie G show? Like I grew up on that. And they're like, No, Borat only. Yeah, Bo- which, you know, Borat for life. He's of coming course. back. I know he's coming back. Yeah. He shot a photo shoot in my work as Borat. Oh, really? So I got to actually witness my own eyes. Borat. Is it true his daughter's a character in it? Was his daughter there? It was only him. Mm. And also, he dressed up as other characters as well. Got it. So I was like, I got to see Ali G, Borat, and um, the one that's the... Bruno? Not Bruno, the politician one. The dictator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... You know, the, the only photo shoot I can think of they did at the top of my mind, they did a Billie Eilish one. Mm. And she, like, was obsessed with some artwork that was at her job. So it's like an artwork that actually requires people to sit in it. Yeah. And she was tiny enough to fit in it. Oh, is she tiny? She's like, dude, when I first saw her, I seriously thought it was like a 13-year-old. I was like, "Why? who's this 13-year-old eating a sandwich? And then I look again, and I'm like, oh, it's Billie Eilish. And you're like, oh, shit, it is a 16-year-old eating a sandwich. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, now I remember, I'll never forget, because when she became legal, all these perverts online were like, yeah, she's legal now. And then the inverse would be like the ones trying to contra- like contradict the perverts. They're like, yeah. she's 18 now. She can get a forklift license. I remember those <laughs> That's ones. hilarious. Yeah, I'm really happy that she called out that weirdness. I remember as a her. kid, it was like every... Every two years, there's some celebrity girl that they count down to her 18th birthday, and yeah. I thought I thought it was creepy when I was 16. I think it's creepy now. Yeah, and she called it out, or she was just like, "You guys have other issues. You guys are have problems. Leave yeah. me alone and just let me be a teenage kid." <laughs> I think the age of consent should actually be 30, and it'll like remove all the stigma of all these things. And I think we should no longer fantasize about any young women, and that we should only date people 10 years older than ourselves. Only date people. Well, the Wait, problem oh, with fuck, dating that fucks 10 it people. Up. Yeah. Yeah, I was 18, 17 and dating someone 10 years. That's gross. Yeah, no, exactly. That's the whole thing. Because California was talking about making it a law uh-huh. that there is a 10-year discrepancy. Got it. But you're like, I don't know, man. 25-year-olds dating high schoolers are the problem people. We That's should be kind spotting early. Yeah. I, well, I remember even feeling weird about this because when I was 19, my like first serious girlfriend was 17. Mm. I guess, what, two years? That's not a big one. That's Well, here's why I wouldn't give you... Like, I'm not going to condemn you. Mm-hmm. One, it's my show. Uh-huh, thank you. <laughs> no, that's not why I wouldn't condemn you. I condemn you. You condemn show. me anyways. Yeah. yeah. No, it w- it's because maturity-wise, you guys, I could see where a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old can maturity-wise be at the same. It's not as predatory. Mm-mm. You know, like, as opposed to, like, even, like, in the professional where she's definitely the alpha in the relationship, well, there's something clearly very wrong. I just found out that the director of... Uh... Of the professional, he dated his first wife, I think they divorced now, when she was 15. And he was like 30-something. I can't say there's any shock in that. After yeah. watching The Professional, I'm happy that she was at least 15. And it's funny because my girlfriend wanted to watch that the other day. And I was like, that sounds kind of fun. 
And now, like, after reading that, I got, it feels like it's tainted. Like, I yeah, can't exactly. Watch You're it. like, oh, this is way more problematic. Yeah. This is super duper problematic. Well, yeah, it's like a, a fantasy. I mean, we've talked about a lot of, like, pretty mainstream things. But the thing I really wanted to dig deep with you for uh-huh. was how you consistently, all the time, <laughs> deep dive into all of these weird things and pull out gem after gem after gem. Am I allowed to plug your Instagram on, on here? Sure. I'm, I'm I'm private because I'm actually trying to find new work. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I told you that. I didn't know that you were private because I follow you clearly. But you also, like, but it's You can say it. If somebody wants to follow me, they'll follow me and I'll say sure. Like, I think there's, like, five accounts trying to follow me now, and I haven't confirmed any of them. Mm. And one of them is, like, I'm not joking. It's a 12-year-old boy that keeps taking selfies of him drinking water, and the account's, like, waterboy underscore oh (laughs) nine, And it's, like, him always holding, like, a glass of water and taking a selfie. At least it's healthy. Yeah, and it's not gross. Like, he's, like... But it was just like guy. these crazy great pictures of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. I forget what I reposted that you posted yesterday. Oh, uh, Solid Snake wearing the Fraser shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I um, well, you know, I'm, I, I grew up too online. I think. Yeah, I think maybe a lot of us, but I like back in the day, I used to be. I feel like the internet used to be where all the freaks used to hang out. Yeah, and I think now it's like where your grandpa and grandma hang out and post memes on Facebook. Yeah, but you know, it used to be. Like freaks online, and like the mm-hmm. people who bothered getting on the computer and socializing were either horny, stupid, crazy, lonely, uh, pathetic. Like, mm-hmm. and so I probably belong in the pathetic group. And I remember being no. on no, because okay, pathetic is if you were online trying to pretend to be something you're not, and that's not what I see. You're a guy who's like, look <laughs> at this weird Mondo picture, yeah, look at these retro things, look at this, what advertising was like in the 60s that wouldn't fly at all today, yeah, like that's not pathetic, that's. That's what the point of the internet is, is to deep dive. Co- well, you know, I also collect that stuff, too. I just, of course I, you do. What do you collect? I collect a lot of shit. It's actually, it's something I actually was talking to my girlfriend about the other day where I call myself like a an organized hoarder. Mm-hmm. Because, man, I got like, I seriously have hundreds of books. I got like, I don't have as many records as I used to. I probably have like 300 something records. Yeah. I have 400 movies. Like, I have... I give uh, up buying movies. Yeah, well, it's like a, that's a eccentric thing. Nobody buys movies anymore. I know, but there I, was a time where it was every family had their collection to like show what they watch. Yeah, but for me, it's like anytime I'm on Netflix, I'm like, who the fuck do like wants to watch this? Like, I don't want to watch this. Like, I want to watch what I want to watch, and so that's why I build up my collection. Like, if I want to watch, like, let's say even something that's kind of basic, like a Jackie Chan movie, mm-hmm. there's no Jackie Chan movies on Netflix. You know, not a one. Like, I'm sure it'll be, like, a famous American one, but I want to see him young when he's doing, like, the crazy dangerous shit. Where oh, for he's, like, sure. Jumping off a building from, th- they're, like, three stories, you know? And, but, yeah, other than that, like, I-, I do hoard stuff, and I have papers and boxes and all this shit of just, like, images, and I don't know why. It's just, like, it's a compulsion. So, like, when I give you my stickers and pins right now, you're, like, this is... You're going to think I'm fucking lying when I tell you this. You I already have them? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have them, and they're pinned up next to my bed, and I kiss them before I go to sleep. I I actually hoard everything people give me. So I have, like, birthday gift cards from, like, 10 years ago. The other day, I was talking to a friend who self-published a comic, like, 10 years ago. I was like, oh, yeah, I still have it. I found it the other day. And, like, that's I, awesome. I do collect. I keep everything everybody gives me. I don't throw it away. But that's the dream of giving somebody something. Yeah. Is like that they keep it and cherish it in some way. So this is going to go like in the memory box, and then like one day I'll be pulling it out. I'm like, oh, there it is. 
Yeah, that sounds awesome. Dude, that's too bad Aaron died. Like, uh, you know, I start thinking about you when you die. So I was going to make the same joke. I make the joke <laughs> that I die almost all the time. Yeah. Where if someone's just like, oh, I got to do this thing tomorrow. I don't want to do it. I'm like, oh, you know what I do? I just kill myself <laughs> recklessly. <laughs> I think with the way the world is right now, I think we're going to die sooner than later. So it's fine. I mean, we're all going to die eventually. Yeah. I know that that's like the cheap way out of that conversation. Yeah. But, you know, now we're getting a little more rapid with it. You know, yeah. as the internet age, everything's faster. Smoke. More available. Yeah. I've been breathing in smoke for so many days. It, uh, it's, there's very few things that affect me and get me as mad as the fucking smoke. Like, I get mad, like, just breathing in. Like, today I was in Little... I work in downtown. Yeah. And I was walking in Little Tokyo, and it feels like I'm fucking... Like, it feels like the air is, like, I'm breathing in, like, soups, like, the steam off soup or something. It's disgusting. Now, let me ask you. We were both super tired yesterday. Uh-huh. Do you think it was the smoke? Maybe. Yeah. I think it was. I felt a haze over my brain. And I'm not saying that it's like actually smoke just hanging around in my head. Yeah. But it just, I just felt it was like an exhaustion. Yeah. And like, even if you talked to me, like I just wasn't there. Yeah. And I was like, I think I've just breathed in too much smoke over the last four days. Yeah. You know, this is the only smoke. I'm doing the two finger, three fingers. <laughs> Sorry. This is the fucking dumbest, lowest common denominator bullshit. No, did you like the Fabulous Furry Brothers? Yeah. What's the Fabulous Furry Brothers? It's an independent comic about two guys that are like, they're pretty much, remember the caveman in the Hanna-Barbera? Oh, yeah. They look like them. Except cool. if they had like shorts and a Hawaiian shirt and like Birkenstocks and just smoked weed and hung out. That sounds cool. Uh, they were actually really cool. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I found it in a comic book store mm-hmm. and I took it to the counter and the guy like the guy at the counter was like, oh my God, was that just out there? I can't sell that to you. Oh, he wanted to keep it. Well, he didn't want to sell a stoner book to like 12 year old um, me. I remember the closest I ever had to that experience was, do you remember Conker's Bad Fur Day? course yeah i tried to buy conquer's bad fur day on the n64 back in the day and we're about to purchase it and like has a squirrel on the cover so my mom can mm-hmm. see him all right this has an animal on it <laughs> and the fucking guy at target was like oh just so you understand this game is rated m for sexual content and violence and my mom was like no we can't buy that and <laughs> she maybe i played so many fucking violent games I grew up watching RoboCop and stuff like that, and for some reason, that one time was the time she said no. And That's so funny. Yeah, now it's like a $200 game. Oh, I guess I should mention, what? I used to collect games. I don't really anymore, but, yeah. You used to collect? You, what happened? Did you sell them? No, I still have them. I just don't buy them anymore, because, like, you know, it, like the second-hand market has gone so crazy. Yeah. So, I, like, when I was 16, 17, I used to be on eBay buying NES games for, like, Two three dollars, yeah. And now those games that were like two three dollars back back in like two thousand five two thousand four, like they're all like fifty seventy eighty dollar games now. And like I'm like I can't I can't fucking afford that. Like I'll just illegally download it and play it on my computer. Yeah, no, as you should have been doing in the first place. But you also should be reselling those things. Yeah, same thing. I I can't. The only time I resold was one recently where I bought a game off a guy who was re- I'll never forget. I went to his house. He was watching Futurama. And he was selling a bunch of rare Sega games, and I bought a bunch of them. And there was a brief period in 2017 where I was hurting for money. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder how much these games are worth now. Like, one of them was fucking worth $500. What was it? It was um, called uh, Fatal Fury. You never ever played Fatal? Not Fatal Fury. Um, shit. It was the game where you play as, like, the buff mayor, Haggard. There's Cody. Yeah, and Guy. Final Fight. What? Final Fight. Uh, it was a Final Fight Sega CD version. And mm. that version was, like, the one that's supposed to be, like, the most arcade perfect. And this guy sold it to me, and I sent it. I sold it for like five hundred bucks, and then I sold like another robot shooting game called Robo Aleste for like two fifty. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I loved Final Fight. I love Final Fight. I like Haggard for some reason. Haggard's cool. Yeah. yeah. Just a guy with... For some reason, he's like a buff dude in suspenders with a mustache who's also the mayor. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. The thing that I shouldn't have liked him for is he's just everything I wasn't at six, you know? Yeah. I wasn't buff. I wasn't tall. Or the mayor. I wore a shirt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like all those things. We can change that if you want. You don't need to wear a shirt. That's true. I'm I should just get a belt right off. <laughs> it wasn't about your comfort. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm splayed out on your on your bed right now. I'm just wearing a pair of Daisy Dukes and a half shirt. Oh, thanks. Do people wear half shirts anymore? I mean, you do. Yeah, except for me. <laughs> do you remember the upside down visor craze? Do yeah. you remember that shit? I was telling somebody about it, and they didn't remember either. Were you a part of the upside down visor craze? No, I remember that shit was fucking laughable when I, like, what year was it? Like 2001, 2002? Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but somewhere in the last five episodes, the sirens have shown up every time. That's all right. They know. They know I'm here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. They keep texting like, "Are you okay? Is everything <laughs> fine in there? Is he keeping at least this much distance from you?" The restraining order. Oh God. Oh wait. Question. Yeah. What kind of records are you collecting right now? Right now? Oh shit. The last record I bought is very typical for me, which is not rare or obscure. It's a Neil Young record. That was the last one I bought. Oh. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. No. So, but. No, I haven't really been buying records. I've been streaming. You know, it's funny because there's so much weird shit on streaming. Yeah, and I know I can't leave stuff. my house. Yeah, okay. well, it's it's true. Like, I mean, but I mean on Spotify, and oh. like on Spotify, I keep finding. So this is the new one I've been listening to, and this is very specific. But like, I don't know what the Zen diagram, a Venn diagram between uh, people who like ambient music and who listen to your podcast is. But I've been listening to lots of. Uh, you know, Japanese ambient music. There's a lot of, for some reason, on Spotify now. That's exactly what I thought you were going to say for vinyl. Yeah. No, actually, I do have a couple of rare ones, but that shit, same thing. Like, the secondhand market just going, like, way through the roof. and like That's the dream. The dream for collectors is their things that they find when they're worth nothing are now worth something, and people are looking for it, and it's easy to get unload for a good price. I mean, there's one record I have that I remember, it's called Green. It's uh, by this... Uh, I'm going to sound pretentious. So how often does your podcast get pretentious? I actually censor out all pretension. So get ready to cut. All right. When I clap, that's when you cut. Yeah. Um, it's going to be. So this is a Fluxus artist. Fluxus is like a style of art from the early 60s. Um, and he ended up making music later on in the 70s and 80s. And he made this album called Green, which is like this album that was like a fame, like, it built up a cult reputation because of YouTube of all places. Someone just ripped it, huh. put it on YouTube, and it got famous on YouTube. I found the record eight years ago at Amoeba for 20 bucks. Now it's like a $1,200 record. Jesus. Yeah, and it was this one, somebody I'll never forget, uh, my friend Tom who worked there. Not Thomas, Jermaine. Uh, Tom, T-H-O-M. Uh, T-H-O-M? That's yeah, the most T-H- pretentious way to, s- to oh, spell Tom. I can't criticize this. Tom I'm gonna I'm gonna take that part out of the podcast. No, no, the no, earlier no, I'm stuff gonna... I'm fine with. That's just <laughs> obscure. I'm just gonna say that Tom is a sweet boy. Does he pronounce the H? Tom. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's Tom. Tom. No, he, he's, he's <laughs> just Tom. All right. And he came up to me and he's like, I don't know. I saw this and it seemed like something you would like. And I was like, okay. And I just saw the cover and I was like, what is this? And I ended up blind buying it and like, you know, never turned back. So I still have it. So if like. I have a kid that's suddenly like in debt or has cancer or I got to fix something like I could sell it. Dude, if I was you, I would sell all of those things and just start wearing these hats with big feathers in them. (laughs) (laughs) What if I start wearing like Stetson, like cowboy gear? Yeah, yeah, totally. I would wear like a zoot suit, but I would also wear like rattleskin boots. Yeah. 
and people will be like, "This this doesn't make sense." Yeah, and I but was it like, looks good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you look expensive. Yeah, oh well, yeah, I would just look expensive. I um, you know, it's funny because I think when we used to work together, I used to dress more ostentatious. I used to dress kind of. I don't know if you remember. I remember exactly how you used to. Dress. Yeah, I used to wear like teal shirts and like mm-hmm. colorful shirts and like weird pants and stuff and like which was crazy to me uh-huh. because we worked in a, a grass field. Yeah, they would tear my clothes up, so I would dress in the cheapest clothes I possibly owned at the time, mm-hmm. and just let the grass eat them up. I never did, and I was—I know like, you didn't. I was always confused by that, and I was always careful about how I carried myself so I didn't fuck up my clothes. Um, I now, did the opposite. I was like a child. I like when you have like a two-year-old, and they're yeah. like, "Put on the clothes that he likes to jump around and land on his <laughs> knees." I uh, no, now I dress because now I have to. I try to dress like somewhere between work and office cash mm-hmm. because I have to sometimes go to a meeting, but then I also have to like today I was like on a twenty foot lift running cable through a ceiling. Nice. And when you're doing that, you can't wear you can't wear like a chambray shirt and like mm-hmm. slacks. That's true. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. No, like I try to just dress in the same uniform every day. Shirt and jeans? Yeah, I now have, like, 30 black shirts mm. and, like, six pairs of jeans. I bought a bunch of shirts just for, like, when I'm doing the nastiest parts of install, where I'm just like, oh, I'll just get band shirts. So I just bought a bunch of random shirts of musicians I like. Such so as, like, Motorhead and stuff all the time? Dude, I do love Motorhead, but Motorhead <laughs> rules. No, because when I think of band shirt, that's mm-hmm. the first band I think of. When that's I think funny. of band merch, the very first one is Motorhead. I think Led Zeppelin. Because, like, okay. I, I don't know about you, but every fucking, you know... You can't tell because I probably sound so fucking American, but I'm Latino, okay? So, like, no, but I grew up, like, in a in a real, like, Latino neighborhood. And so, like, I feel like it was, uh, like, a rite of passage that you couldn't be a Latino kid. Specifically, I'm, like, the one that wasn't Mexican, but my school was mostly Mexican and Salvadorian mm-hmm. or Central American. I was the one from South America. But I feel like you couldn't be one of those kids without having a Led Zeppelin shirt. Sure. And, like, I feel like every fucking friend I had growing up had a Led Zeppelin shirt. I had four. You had four? Yeah, I had all, I had one through four as album covers. Yeah. That's actually not totally true, but I did have different Led Zeppelin shirts. The one sure. I always remember is, like, the old wizard holding the lamp. Wow. I had that one. Yeah. I had the old wizard holding the lamp with all the lyrics to Stairway on the back. <laughs> so that, that's what I, that's what I think of, and, and or Metallica. That was the other one all the kids loved in school was Metallica. And if you had a Metallica shirt, that was, like, cool. No, it was cool. Mm-hmm. I did like those kids. I was afraid to admit I liked Metallica till much later. And I was also I, like, that's what Butthead wears. Well, those first four albums rule. I yeah. still, oh, dude, I agree now. Yeah. I totally agree now. But if you were to ask me as a kid, I'd be like, ugh. Yeah, Metallica, like, I'm not going to say the that's word. That's for primitive people. Yeah. Like, I remember the one, it's not a good word to use now, but pejoratively, everybody, like, middle school was like, oh, that's gay. Like, that was the word you always heard, unfortunately. Yeah, I know, and I actually really miss saying that. <laughs> That's the worst part, is I understand why I shouldn't, and so I've stopped, yeah. but I do miss it. Yeah. I- so, actually, this is something I'm going to bring up to you, because this is a forgotten Cinespia memory that came to my mind literally last night on my way to bed that nobody fucking experienced except for me. That the, You remember, of course, the owner, right? Yes. Uh, the owner kind of carried himself as being like a hippie kind of dude. Yeah, but he also energy. had the energy of a guy that was way coked out, but not le- trying to lead on. And he wasn't even coked out. He was just fucking smoking weed all day, but I he know. had that energy. Yeah, no, it's just the high, um, a lot of anxiety. Every muscle looked like it was tight in his body. <laughs> so I'll never forget one time I told him I broke him some news, and it wasn't even that bad of that news. Yeah. He's like a man in his early 40s at the time. I don't know what he is now. 
He's like a man in his early 40s, and I broke the news to him, and he was like, oh, that's fucking gay. And I remember it rattled me. Like, I actually, like, shook when he said it. I was not ready for it. I was like, ugh. And, like, it's something I erased from my memory immediately. And I think I told Jesse Malara about it. And yeah. I remember she was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, he's not the kind of guy that I would think would call someone gay. What was the news? Do you remember the news? I don't even remember. But I remember him doing that and him telling me outside. It was a male orgy just broke out on on the (laughs) other side. He goes, oh, it's gay. (laughs) Actually, oh, my goodness. Down the street from where he lives. Remember Gina, right? Yeah, Uh, of course. So Gina one time was driving up to his house to go drop off shit and saw all these bearded men in kilts hanging out outside, literally down the hill from where he lives. And actually, it's funny to bring up bearded men having sex. There's actually like a orgy house down the street that and they'll put up instead of the American flag, they put up like kink flags. So I guess a uh, purple and black is like uh, bondage. Like, you know, you're like getting hit and stuff. Yeah. And so they have like these sex parties all the time because my friend literally so lives across the street. They like go out and raise the flag like the way Disneyland raises the American flag every morning at eight. <laughs> Like they like or are like, like fetish it is for the yeah, day. Yeah, they the fetish of the day and they just wait for people to drive by and be like, Oh shit, is that purple and black? <laughs> what do you do when someone dies? Do you still put it half staff? Yeah, exactly that. Oh. Yeah, if someone gets beat to death during your <laughs> someone got too your S and M party, you put it in too half much mass. piss and like they drown. Yeah, it's like you show up and it's at full mass and then like you leave and it's at half mass and you turn around and see a body, you're like, but, Oh, that was rough. And I actually have a picture on my phone that my friend walked by the place one day and you know, sometimes when you throw away shit, things just fall on the floor by accident when you're throwing it away. It was a wrapper, like a plastic mold from a butt plug. Of course. Yeah, so I remember that. And I remember he took me a picture, sent me a picture. He literally lives like a few feet away from that house. So he probably hears all kinds of stuff. Probably. I don't know. He never told me about crazy things he's heard. And the impression he gives me about those neighbors that when they're not doing those crazy things, that they're actually quite nice. Well, let me ask you. If you are an orgy house. Uh-huh. And it's an orgy day. Uh-huh. Do you hire a DJ? <laughs> it seems like you have to. Yeah, I think so. Wouldn't it be weird to walk into an orgy house and nothing's playing? You just hear like the... Well, what if you... like the D- That gives you a DJ to excuse. So like, I'm going to put on the 15-minute track here and like step away for a little bit and enjoy <laughs> yeah, themselves. For sure. Yeah. You definitely get the long plays. Oh. For sure. So it's jam bands. That's <laughs> what? Grateful Dead <laughs> in the middle of an orgy? I hate that. Yeah, you're like, like, fish? Yeah, it's just a fish live show. Yeah, we only got to three songs this one, so it's perfect for this. I did just see a fucked up picture the other day of like Trey Anastasio from Fish looking drunk, and like a woman like putting her tits on him, and he look he doesn't look like he's enjoying it. It looks like a photo from the mid nineties. <laughs> that's the most roundabout way to call someone gay. So that just well, like that, that's gay. If you want uh, a good Twitter recommendation, there's an account I love called Always. Rock, rock and Roll Photos, where all he does is post a picture of a rock and roll photo. But it's always like the worst photo you've ever seen of ex musician. And I think the first time I discovered it was I forgot his name. I think he's like a hardcore musician. He posted a Ringo pic- Starr? Yeah, Ringo Starr is hardcore musician. <laughs> is literally shooting up heroin while getting a blowjob. No. Yeah, it's the worst. Like, it sounds it, like Gigi Allen. It's no, it was like a little newer than Gigi Allen. Mm. And I guess a guy died eventually of a heroin addict, this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh like Gigi Allen. And but yeah, I don't think yeah, it was Anyways, cursed photos on on Twitter. That's really funny. Oh wait, you you introduced me to a movie called Meow. Oh god, you saw it on the plane, right? No, my friend saw it on the plane and Got sent it. me a picture of it. I purchased a different movie named Meow on Amazon. What was it? It was some long winded, also like Japanese story about a woman falling in love with three men and she had to choose between them. 
Well, was there a cannon vault or no? No, there wasn't. And mm. I got so mad about it because I was like 40 minutes in before I'm like, these aren't, these people aren't going to space. No, Meow doesn't fuck around. Like it starts, <laughs> I think the opening is like, there's some sort of issue going on with uh, cats in this planet. And it's all these like CGI future cats talking. Yeah. And they're like, we got to send one of our own down to Earth. And so they pick one who's like very muscular, lean, and fast. And as soon as he lands on Earth, he's like, well, I don't look like one of the cats from here. So he steals the identity of a fat orange cat. But instead of being the size of a small fat orange cat, he's six feet tall. Yeah, he's like six feet tall with like a rope. <laughs> and the weirdest thing about the movie is that the way they shot it was like the bottom, the body is like a suit. So it's like a Barney the Dinosaur thing or it's like those little suit bouncing up and down. But the head is all CGI'd. So like the, the body is like limited moving with their little arms. Well, like the upper body, like the head's like super expressive and moving around all the time. That's the- <laughs> It's also the only movie I can think of easily in the last 30 years, like last 30, 40 years that has a blackface joke. There's a blackface joke in the movie. Is that the kind of thing that they aren't cool with over there though because it's like it's from japan or something right china china yeah so like <clears throat> i don't know I don't, they must not have the same sensitivity because there's no way because it's like a big budget chinese movie yeah it's pretty big budget um i don't i have no clue how that flew by and they're like yeah this is good this is good put that joke in like cause i remember when i saw in the theater i saw like a matinee with it there's only two other people in the theater and there's these two old chinese ladies sitting in front of me because anytime i go see these chinese movies i'm the only non Unless I go with a friend, I'm the only non-Chinese person in the audience. I feel like all three of the people that were in the movie theater, like when they left, the people that came and cleaned had to clean the cat hair off those three seats. <laughs> I mean, two old ladies, that probably makes sense. I feel like one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm probably covering cat hair right now, too. Hell yeah. My girlfriend has a shedding cat. I have a shedding cat. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, I... Uh, I saw the trailer. So, the, you know, it's too bad that AMCs are closed because the AMC in Monterey Park plays movies the same week they come out in China, fully subtitled. So I would just go all the time. I'm like, all right, well, I've never heard of this movie. I'll go see it. Meow is by far like one of the. Actually, when you posted the ticket, yeah. I went like two weeks later to the same movie theater. Like yeah. I had to like Google it and I walked around all scared. Like I was Indiana Jones going through a temple because yeah. like it's in that mall where everything is like. Chinese oh yeah and so I was like oh shit like there's like all the signs nothing's in English and I was just gonna point to it and it was already gone yeah they sometimes only last a week you gotta go if it's not popular it doesn't stick around yeah <coughs> I thought Meow was gonna be popular I showed that trailer to everybody in my phone yeah I sent it's it to so many show. people that they were like hey uh you've already sent this to me and don't do that <laughs> and please delete this number yeah exactly I um yes yeah, the most fucked up film that nobody talks about it's not good yes. fucked up. It's a film called Animal World, I think it's called. I thought you were going to say Teeth. Yeah, it's called te- What is Teeth? Teeth is a horror movie. The Vagina Teeth movie. Yeah, where the girl has teeth in her vagina and yeah. she eats men. Like that. Yeah, I remember when the, the movie came out, I, in my mind, I always thought it was going to be like, feed me. And like they put like <laughs> a carrot inside and you see the carrot being chomped up. Um, just put prosthetics over our mouth and someone just regularly talks. Yeah. Like, Who's that guy? Do you remember the Conan thing when they would do like the fake mouth over yeah, a photo? Yeah, exactly. It's I just love like that. that like t- chomping. Um, what happened was um, Animal World's a piece of shit. Like I don't recommend anybody watch it. And this I, is why everyone must. Tell well, it's us a about Netflix movie in, in the U.S. But in China, it was like a mainstream normal theater movie. And so it played like a norm, mainstream like normal movie over there, over here at that theater for the Chinese audience. 
And it's just like this mess of a movie about a guy who imagines himself being like a killer clown once in a while. Mm. But the worst part about it is that the second half of the movie is about him playing a card game on a boat to save his life. And every fucking five minutes, the film would stop to literally explain for you the rules of the game with all these graphics of every single card and how it works. And I remember like the fourth or fifth time they did that. I'm like, what the fuck am I even watching? Like, I couldn't even think about what the rules were. It's because they were really thinking that, like, one day people are going to play this game while they watch this movie. Yeah, probably. And yeah, then, I like, hope so. <laughs> yeah, but then in actual reality, people are like, fuck this movie. There's yeah, no reason sucks. to explain a game to me right now. No, it was, a, it was, oh, shit. And you know who had a cameo in it? Uh, Michael Douglas. Michael <laughs> Douglas was, like, it was the weirdest thing. He seems, where, like, too big of a star to be messing around with this kind of it stuff. Was, but it was a big budget movie. That's the thing. And, like, the whole shtick was that all these Chinese people put, like, a translation device in their ear that instantly translated what Michael Douglas would say. So Michael Douglas would come out and give his whole spiel and then disappear. He was, like, some eccentric billionaire in the movie. Which is not far from his real actual life. Do you remember when he said that he got... Do you remember when I he had know cancer? Yeah, and from eating pussy. Yeah, I think about that every fucking time I think about that, dude. And I fucking hate it. Yeah, I really I think hate it. brilliant. Super brilliant. Yeah, good if, for him. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I was a celebrity and got in trouble or sick for anything, just trouble. Yeah. I get pulled over because I'm too drunk. I'm like, oh, I'm too drunk because I was eating pussy. <laughs> I, uh, it's funny that you remember that, so I'm kind of glad about that because nobody remembers that. Nobody remembers that? Oh, maybe How does do. somebody forget that? I don't know. That's the people you hang out with. Yeah, the people. Everybody who- my age, if I was to say that in front of my bosses, yeah. they'd be like, uh, yes, we remember that. We won't say that out loud. Is that why you got promoted? Do- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some of the guy that says it. I'm like, you mean eat pussy? And they're like, that guy needs to come up the ladder. So it's funny. My former boss was, you know, I work with hoity-toity curators and art people. Mm-hmm. But there's one, I'm not going to say their name, so I'm even avoiding the pronoun. Wow. Um, that I remember. Sounds like a girl. I'm not going to say <laughs> yes or no. I'm not going to say yes or no. Um, They, uh, in the middle of a board meeting, I'll never forget, it was like, Literally one of my first all like meetings with all like the manager levels and then higher ups, mm-hmm. and we're all sitting there and they hear something a comment about something and they literally in this board meeting start doing the jack off motion and then, like the fake cum like shooting out and I remember like literally my mouth open like what is going on like like I thought this is a f- fucking museum like why is this in the first board <laughs> meeting that I'm in and that person I heard say several fucking un savory things and i'm not the only one yeah i'm sure i I like the idea that behind the scenes of the museum they're just people playing slap ass and making jack off motions no i'm the only one i'm the only one doing that other than them what's the dumbest event you've seen there like just the lowest class they shouldn't be at the museum they just happened to rent it out oh shit um we almost did they're real secret about it they're like yeah we're working on a top secret sia project and I met these people who wanted to do some SIA-related event there. And we never found out what it was. I guess that's not too stupid. Oh, I love SIA. Yeah, she, cause she's like arty. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah, she's totally arty. Cut all this. Like, I, I, I disrespected SIA. I'm sorry. Yeah, how dare you? <clears throat> how um, dare you? I she probably was, like, in there checking out the chandeliers. You know, well, they have some shitty art in the collection, but I can't think of any, like, thing that I personally have found offensive. 
Maybe something, but I don't know. Like or like real shitty. I can't think of like something. a kids party where they're just like, "There's no reason to have this happening here. Nothing no, wrong with this being a party. Nothing wrong with the museum." You know, they did like a makeup line opening rental. So some makeup line like that was like a offshoot of some fucking famous brand, like an Estee Lauder or something yeah. like that. They had like their opening party for a new line over there. So it's like a bunch of people eating or like applying makeup onto the paintings. Yeah, like, like onto a Rothko. Like, oh, here we go, and like devalued. Yeah, they now, value a hundred million dollar work of art. Yeah, now they're smiling. The Renaissance wasn't so bad if you just had the Renna- right foundation. I work contemporary art. Yeah, so it's now only contemporary. Only contemporary. I remember when I went, I was all impressed with all of it. Yeah, it I, all felt old. Some of it's old. Like I think the oldest you're gonna get is like forties. Really? Yeah, everything else is pretty new. I'm thinking the Getty. Where are you working? Mocha. Oh, that's my mistake. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking the Getty. So the show I'm installing right now is actually. It's really funny. It was this, uh, she's this uh, artist from Zurich, and mm-hmm. she, as a gift, gave uh, me and my team a bunch of lens wipes that have screenshots of her video art. That's cool. And the one that she gave me had a picture. She's in her video art all the time. And it's a picture of her nude with, like, the world laying on her. Yeah. And I remember opening it. So there's a picture of her nude in my hands while I'm talking to her. <laughs> and, you know, she was probably, like, 30 when she took that photo. Now she's, like, in her 60s. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is too nice to actually use. And I remember she was like, no, you have to use it. I do not want you to put it in a frame. I do not want to do, do anything like that. You have to use it for your glasses or cleaning a tablet or something like that. I was like, all right. I'd be like, yeah, I will. And then I would just keep it somewhere. It's too nice. <laughs> it is too nice. And like, you know, but whatever. I kind of respect her because she's like very like tactile with everything. Mm-hmm. They're literally like film set crew people right now because – I heard them talking like, yeah, you know, I used to film Top Chef down the street the other day um, because they're um, they're literally building like a huge set for the next show. That's my favorite part about Los Angeles is no matter what set you're on, they're talking about how they were on a different set. Yeah. And it's always and like, That's, are we really bragging about this? Like, you know, I did 20 years of NordaTrack commercials. <laughs> and you're like, no one cares. Yeah, no one gives a shit. Move <laughs> on, dude. Um well, they're literally building, like, a house inside of the museum. It's kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah, and, like, they're putting, like, literally there's, like, an air conditioning unit exposed and, like, all, like, the weird shit that you just see on the street, like, behind a house. It's all mm. there. Um, If you were to name three friends, who do you think had perfect feet? Perfect feet. Do you remember there was somebody's feet we used to talk about a lot at Cinespeed? I'm not going to say their name also. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about because yeah. those feet were gigantic. Yeah, they were abnormally large feet. I'll never forget Thomas one time giggling when I referred to him as toboggans. <laughs> I remember he just like he could not stop giggling when I told him that. And then Mikey used to get really into it. I remember one time Mikey sent me a picture of a giant stone foot and said X person left their shoes outside. And it was like the <laughs> gigantic. I remember stone. exactly that foot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who has good feet? I'm gonna say my girlfriend just because I love okay. her. Mm-hmm. Um, but being I honest. think she would disagree because she has webbed feet. Web feet? Yeah, she's slightly webbed, and she always laughs because she says her mom's feet are even more webbed than hers. What? I they're not realize... like they're not like super webbed. So like like you see how I'm opening my hand right now? Yeah. Okay. Imagine the skin was extended out like two more millimeters or centimeters. Okay. Like maybe like out to here, so it's like a little bit more skin than normal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's enough to be called ducky, but not enough to give you any superhuman ability. To no, swim. she can't swim. She doesn't make duck noises, but they are webbed. But she does love bread. Does she love bread? I love bread more than her. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember making a big deal to her. I'm like, in my house, we always have bread. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's a real thing. Like, I always have to. If I don't have bread, I feel like I fucked up. Any kind of bread or just regular white loaves of bread? Any kind of bread. And that includes white loaves of bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be baguettes. It could be white bread. Like, I literally actually just ran out of white bread today. So I got to get some. I don't think I ever saw a baguette in the house in, until, like, I grew up. Yeah. It was always just a white loaf of bread. Which is, are still good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're still good. I used to ball them up. I used yeah. to ball them up into, like, so they'd be all, like, doughy. Yeah, for me, I'm like, I'm a child. I still make PB&J sandwiches for work or something, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, Who else has nice feet? I'm going to say, why don't you pull off your shoes? Let me see what those things okay. look yeah, like. Yeah, here we go. This my, is the first time anyone's asked me to reveal my feet on the podcast. Yeah, I've been waiting. Time. I've been waiting 50 episodes. I'm they're s- kind of Fred Flintstone-y. No, I would say they're like an 8 out of 10. They look solid. Oh, thanks, man. But yeah. I mean, like, that big toe's big. It's a big round That's toe. That's good. That it looks good you on balance. It. Yeah. I have, my, I'm, you know, I kind of keep it under control, but I'm pigeon-toed, actually. Really? Yeah, my right foot naturally kind of wants to move in, but I kind of, like, force it to stay out, and it comes back and bites me, like, in the ass every once in a while, because, like, I have a tendency to roll my foot because of it. Did it make you, like, bad at hopscotch? It made me bad at sports. Like, when I was a kid, I couldn't run for shit. Yeah. yeah, which is a bummer. It is a bummer because um, running is like one of the main things kids do. Yeah, and I used to do it a lot, but I couldn't. I, like everybody would beat my ass at it. Yeah, you were like the wait up, you guys. I was absolutely the wait up, you guys, kid. Uh, I got candy spilled everywhere. I can't catch up or whatever. <laughs> whatever I was doing as a child. I don't know why candy was the first thing in my mind. Um, Reminded me of the time my brother put a taco in his pocket and actually literally pulled it out a couple hours later because he was like ready for it. Was he stoned or just weird? No, he was just a kid. Okay. He was a kid that was like, I'm done with this taco, but I want it for later. Put it in his pocket. Yeah. And like four hours later, took it out and finished it. <laughs> he's a good brother. <laughs> yeah. He got sick from it. It got it made him very oh, sick. But at the same, that's okay. He's alive. He didn't yeah. get that sick. But it was like, oh, I get it. That moment of genius really came back. I remember one time uh, eating a marzipan that opened up in my jacket pocket and flipping it up upside down and like, just like delicious. Yeah, I was probably like 14. Yeah. I had no. That's about my brother's age when he did the taco thing. Yeah. When you, you know, I actually, I was like a real low life when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to the bowling alley with my friend on discount nights, friends, plural, and we would wait for people to finish bowling and not finish their food so we can steal their beer and snacks. And yeah. so I remember like stealing like half pitchers of beer and like eating like half touched onion rings and just like, you know, like they're still good. Yeah, they are still good. And you know what? As somebody who has, I think I've left food behind at the bowling alley every time. Yeah. I hope a couple dirt punk kids got some food out of it. No, I'm the, I'm like the opposite. Like I feel I, I can't leave anything behind. Like I finish it even if it it's makes like a me soldier. sick. Same thing with beer. Like I can't, I can't leave like a half can of beer finished. Like imagine it's like 1130 at night. I'm drinking a can of beer and I'm tired. I'm like, I got to fucking finish it or I can't sleep. Oh, no. I had to learn to not. As a kid, I always finished everything in front of me. Yeah. When I got to my 20s and started gaining a bunch of weight, I was like, I have to learn that I don't need all this. Yeah, you got to. No, I'm a I'm a maniac, so. It didn't really start until I started uh, finding out I was allergic to pizza. And I was, yeah, I've been allergic. I forgot about that because we had to order you, you, Gina, and somebody else. We had to get the lactose. Karen. No, it was... Uh, Karen was lactose intolerant for sure. And was then, she Veronica? And Veronica. Yeah, so there was so many lactose intolerance people, intolerant. Yeah. yeah, I work with one now, and he says it's funny because he says, like, the biggest thing that happens with him, he just gets really bad farts. Yeah, I mean, how young is he? 
He's 28. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I just got really bad farts when I was in my 20s, too. And then when it turned into huge stomach cramps. Yeah. Because it jumped from bad farts to the stomach cramps, like, overnight. I can remember it was like, oh, this is awful. Yeah. And so now it's just, like, a bad stomach cramp. That makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah. when it becomes unusable. I'm, I'm very sorry. That's okay. Uh, my brother actually just had to quit cheese, soy, and gluten. He has, like, an autoimmune disorder he just got diagnosed oh, with. He became gay. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think he would be hurt. He'd be like, yeah, a little bit. There we have it. Mark Ayala. Guys, you can follow him on Instagram at... I already forgot it. Nope. Coming to me. Enya Morricone. E-N-Y-A-M-O-R-R-I-C-O-N-E. I have no idea why. Zero clue as to how that's his name and how that's a thing that he came up with or even stuck with. Unguessable. Completely unguessable. I love his Instagram. It's one of my favorites. A lot of random pictures of Pikachu, Ringo Starr, Godzilla. One of my favorite pictures that I share with people is a picture of... Godzilla working a copy machine, and it's a Xerox ad from the 80s. I pulled that off of his Instagram. That's the kind of guy, like, my friends are like, where do you find this stuff? My answer is Mark Ayala. That's where I find this stuff. I have friends like him that post super unique things that I share, and people go, how do you continually find... And I don't know where he finds them from, and I've tried to ask him. He's just got his ear to the ground. He's the guy... That when you hear a song that you've never heard before, he just knows what it is and knows the band and knows their side projects. I know to some people I'm that guy, but to but everybody who has that guy has another guy behind him who knows even more. And that's Mark Aiella to me. I have no idea who it is for him, but I bet you that guy's fascinating too. Mark Aiella is one of the best. One of the greatest dudes. So happy I got to see him again. We really only see each other face to face like once a year. And it's like seeing a brother every time. It's just full of love and excitement, and he just knows how to make me laugh. That's, I think I'm done buttering his bread. I've done it. I've buttered his bread. Okay. Now, you guys know about the pins. You know about the stickers. You know about my Instagram. You know about my Twitter. But do you know about my podcast? I'm just kidding. You're already listening to it. Guys, that's where we're at. We're listening to the podcast. Next week, I have a girl named Caroline Georges. I don't know if it's Caroline Georges or Georges. I should ask her before I start plurling her name verbally. She is the first person who's reached out to me to say, Hey, I want to talk about this. I have this on my chest. Please, can I use your podcast as an outlet for this? Uh, And I was like, yes. You know, like... I've had a couple people that have come to me with with that kind of idea, and I've been like, um, I don't know, maybe, or just like straight up like, hey, no, dude, but she had this interesting angle that she wanted to take, and I was like, yeah, for sure, that will be an episode of my podcast, absolutely, and so that's coming next week, I don't want to give away what it is yet, I know I just plugged only the weird excitement of it and not the topics, but we're going to have it, and I think you guys are going to love the episode. So, guys, thank you again. Thank you for listening to me, and thank you for putting up with me. Wow.
whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong. Whether I find a place in this world or never belong. I've got to be me. I gotta be me. I gotta be me. 